When somebody does the will of God, the Holy Spirit will dwell in them, and the fruit will be joy. Mary was asked to fulfill God's will for her to be the mother of God. She said yes, the Holy Spirit overshadowed her, and she received the joy that became Christmas. Elizabeth, pregnant with John the Baptist, hears her cousin's voice, is filled with the Holy Spirit, and the child in her womb jumps for joy. They each saw the will of God. They were each filled with the Holy Spirit and then rejoiced. That's our example. Now, last weekend, the Laudete Sunday, when, uh, was all about rejoicing. And rejoicing is a good fruit from a good relationship. The hard part is what precedes it. The hard part is seeing and finding the will of God and being filled with the Holy Spirit. When we see God working in front of us, we ought to be like Mary. We ought to go in haste. Mary knew that her older cousin would need help and that um, she knew that it was the right thing to do. She knew that this was the good thing and she didn't drag her feet. However, dragging our feet Delaying a good act is a really common thing, a really common vice of our day. It's perhaps best characterized by the scroll or um, letting episodes on Netflix Netflix just autoplay or not replying to someone's text or email promptly. This is called the vice of sloth. And a slothful person will see a good thing and then have a coldness, a sorrow in their heart towards that good. Whether it's right, like the simple good of emptying the dishwasher, or it's one of the best goods, spending time with our Lord, coming to church. Our desire to do these things can wane. Rather than being attracted to the good thing, we're tepid, we're slow, maybe even averse to it. And rather than responding to a good call in haste, like Mary, we punt and we delay. Sloth is a sadness towards a good thing. So it means that we have a problem with what we desire. There are a couple of antidotes, and I'd like to present two. One antidote to sloth is to limit the things that you actually take pleasure in. Specifically, and perhaps most easily, would be the easy and delightful distractions of a device. The attractive and minor goods that we easily find on our phones can use up all of our attention and can get us hooked on them. So we ought to train ourselves to take pleasure in the things that are actually good for us. So we ought to limit the pleasure and curtail the desire for these unnecessary desires. Allow your focus to focus on what's best. Nowadays, we're a lot like kids in a candy shop. We're just overloaded with different pleasurable options. Food, entertainment, music, noise. There's a lot of things that grab our attention. What we ought to do is limit that more. Take some time in quiet, some time away to focus to really make an informed decision, what's the good thing for me to do right now?
what's the best thing for me to consume? Because then, in that silence, you'll be able to recognize the good that God is calling you to. And you can be transformed and to make a choice to work towards it. Not punting, not afraid, not doing anything, um, which is what sloth would have you do. Uh, But instead, once you know what the good is, you go in haste towards it. Another antidote to sloth would be understanding your mission as a whole. How do each of these little actions help me grow in holiness? When Mary saw, sorry, when Elizabeth saw Mary, she said these beautiful words, blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you would be fulfilled. Mary understood her assignment. She had the clarity of mind and she was free from these distractions to recognize the great good God was calling her to. She promptly replies. She went in haste to help her cousin because she knew Elizabeth needed to be with our Savior and to share in that joy. Mary was given a certain job, just as we each are given certain jobs, certain vocations, certain goods the Lord specifically wants each one of us, each of you, each of us specifically to do. Sometimes sloth can creep into our lives through the seeming inconsequential actions, right? That's why chores or things we do every day can, sloth can creep in there. But when we understand those really small activities and see how they relate to the greater whole, the greater calling of what we're supposed to do, then they become easy. One example of this that hopefully some of us know uh, is in the movie The Karate Kid. Daniel LaRusso didn't understand that painting the fence or waxing the car um, meant anything in relation to karate. But once he learned and he saw the relation of those simple little actions to the greater task at hand of learning karate, he started to enjoy them and he recognized how good they were. We ought to do the same thing for the little things in our lives. When we see that, when we begin to, and when we relate those small actions to the greater scheme, to the greater reality of our call to holiness, they become easy. Even the most small and banal activities that are pointless and for no reason can become great. And a sloth is out of the picture at that point because you see this great good before you. And because you value that highest good overall above all things, the little ones um, just fall right in line with that. So when we see a good that we're called to do, that's tied to our greater mission in front of us, we should react with a desire towards it. We should go in haste to carry it out. Sloth will slow you down. It will slow down your love. Remember that there's only one thing that should be loved, and let every action in your life be intentionally related to him. When God is at the center of your life and all your actions are done with him, you'll have great joy because you'll have your beloved. So let this season of Christmas, which we'll be celebrating soon and we're preparing for in this last week of Advent, be a season of true joy. Not because of the peppermint, not because of the warm scarves or holiday cheer, but true joy 
from the dwelling of the Holy Spirit that comes from promptly doing what God is calling us to do.